The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds for the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this March the 1st, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped.com and Manscaped.ca. Use promo code 1420SCAPE at Manscaped.com today. They came out with some new products today. I'll get that to that. Maybe we'll talk about that on tomorrow night's show. Don't have time here in the morning. Thank you for making us a part of your morning each and every day here on Facebook Live. We're going to be here from here on in uh, every morning. Maybe get it up on YouTube as well. But anyways, thank you for making us a part of your morning. Like I said, baseball's back, baby. I can't be more excited for what's been going on. Lots of baseball games going on throughout the day. I like the way that they're playing spring training games. They don't mean a whole bunch to uh, to anybody at all that there actually could could be too many games when it all comes down to it the preseason is a bit long a bit lengthy but they do it to sell tickets and everything else we all know why they uh the owners have have, have teams they do it to make money that's what we, we all do all our stuff for every day we come out and we we, we slave through the grindstone and we slave through whatever we is we do to make money and owners of major league baseball are, are no different uh anyways the rule changes obviously were at the forefront of everybody's mind coming into this preseason what was going to happen with the shift with the larger bases the whole bit but the pitch clock is the one that has caught everybody's eye there's been a lot of discussion about the pitch clock and how it's been working so far um i for one have been uh, i was a bit leery about it at first because i i kind of am an old traditionalist uh, old guy get off my uh get off my lawn kind of a guy when it comes to the game of baseball too used to it not having a time uh, a time uh, based on it for how long there was never a clock on the game of baseball you just played till you couldn't play anymore until the lights came on you kept playing or whatever it didn't much matter and you you didn't know if you're going to be there for for two hours or two and a half hours or four hours or whatever it may be or watching a game on tv and it, it was kind of the great thing about the game is that you had to get three outs per inning and it didn't matter this is what the time frame was you still gotta get the three outs i understand that but the thing is about baseball that was one of the great things about it you didn't have the, the time on it and it, it made it for, it made it a uh that's what made, made it uh, its, its own unique beast. Uh, the pitch clock so far, is, I think it's been somewhat successful. There, they do have some kinks to, to work out. Obviously, there is some some things that, uh, that it does seem that the batters are a little bit rushed. Maybe it's because it, it is early in the spring, and there are guys that, that aren't used to it at all. The minor league guys who who had it last year, they seem to be uh, going okay. But I was watching a Jays game yesterday, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He had to realize he jumped back in the box, and he he got in there and he he got the at bat going, but. He he realized that hey, I can't uh, take my all the time I want after a foul ball like it used to be, and you two feet out of the box and have to be one foot in the, the box, and a lot of rules go in, into these guys. But um, a lot of pitchers are liking it. A lot, I don't know if anybody saw the Max Scherzer. I think he pitched on Sunday uh, with with the Mets, and uh, man, he's a he's been a beast to begin with, no matter what. But he got done. Uh, he got done, he has the, the pitch tracker on it, or not pitch tracker, but the, the calling the pitches on his glove now, and he's telling the catcher what he's throwing. And he had this one poor kid up up to bat, and it was. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. It was done done that quick. He had a strikeout done in 27 seconds. So that was a bit alarming because you look at a guy like Scherzer, how dominant he's been over the years and how he's been able to, to be the guy who he's been in strikeouts uh, with with everything going. And he he's, he had a kid out in 27 seconds. I, I got, that used to be one pitch not that long ago, like one year ago, one pitcher. No, no more Garcia Parra. How long did he take to get back in the batter's box? I mean, it's a long time ago. It's crazy to think that Nomar did, that he played a long time ago, but uh, Scherzer was a dominant guy. 
And so that, that's a little bit alarming in the fact that people complain about how many strikeouts there are and how, how much little action that there may be. Yes, they, they got rid of the shift and they're trying to increase the, the pace of play and everything else to, to get more action. But maybe with the, this, this pitch clock and the pitchers being able to dominate the way they are because they were dominating at a pretty high pace no matter what and now it's going to be a situation where it, it could be a lot worse for batters because if you have a guy like Scherzer going up there and, and just dominating like that and being able to bing bing bang bing bang boom see you later you're done and that that might uh, tend to have more strikeouts and everything else and like I said the, the the one another thing that kind of bothers me a little bit is that the game of baseball has a has a, a, a pace and a tempo to it and especially when you get to the late innings and maybe not in a game in June that doesn't much matter when you got the Kansas City Royals playing the uh, pick a team, the Arizona Diamondbacks, right? Where a game doesn't matter a whole bunch. It matters to somebody. Obviously, somebody, whenever you go to a game, you want your team to win and, and you're excited and, and the anticipation comes through you. But there is a situation all the time where you have guys that um, maybe – just get a little bit worried and a little bit scared about what's going on. And they, they're, they're a little bit scared to get in the box or this nervous anticipation for a base hit in a big moment. And all of a sudden when this, that moment is rushed away from you because you have a situation where you got to get in the box and you can't take a deep breath and take it all in and see the sights and sounds and everything else. You don't really know what the, the whole thing is going to be. And the, the anticipation of baseball was one thing that makes it great. You think about, you look back at the uh, Dennis Eckersley versus Kurt Gibson home run. You look at uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the Joe Carter home run against Mitch uh, wild thing Williams back in the, uh, the 93 world series. And those moments were, are, are etched in stone. The Jeter home run against Byung Hung Kim, the, the, the brocious home run, like those moments are, are etched in stone in a World Series moment, and you, you remember those, and maybe they they didn't take as long as as, as our, our memories think, but it was something that it, it seemed like the you would be chewing on your fingernails or biting on your knuckles and pacing back and forth or watching the game a, a bit more, and it would be a bit more of a um, anticipation for a pitch. And I hope that that part of baseball doesn't go away because as fans, that's that's, a, that's why you watch it for those big moments, and you you want that you're you're to have that moment, and you want to, to remember that moment for a long time, and you don't want the uh, the game to be rushed away from you. You're getting the same amount of baseball. Don't get me wrong. There's still 27 outs per side, and sometimes 24 because they hit the bottom of the ninth. But you're you're still getting the same amount of baseball. You're getting less dead air for the viewer, which I I totally understand. So you're getting you're getting the same amount of baseball. But you have a situation where the, the moment might get lost with these rule changes. And when the moment gets lost, that's when you lose something. And that's when you lose. That's might, when you might lose fans because you're not having a situation where players are seeing things uh, their way. And you're not getting a, a chance to, 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 to take it all in. And that's one of the great things that's always, always been about baseball. It's an odd thing because everybody, everybody wants things to be faster and get, get it over and done with. But you always remember the moments that happened and the, the pretense of the moments and then the post moments and the, and, and all of it and, and how at bats can go on forever. You think like, I don't want to, it's always about the Yankees it seems, but that Jeter at bat in the 11th inning when he became Mr. October, that at bat went on forever. Uh, I know he was in the box and what was he in the box and out of the box? I don't remember, but the, 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 the timestamp was there, right? So the pitch clock rules are great for the game to move along and not to have dead air. But I, I think it's going to hurt the uh, the set the uh, the spirit of the game a little bit. And pitchers are, do have a, a bigger advantage now. But you might get you might get more hitters later on. Let's not just let's let's not say all hitters are bad. You might get some some hitters who get out there and because they get in their own way between their own ears, and they might get to a situation where it's see ball hit ball right, and don't think so much about everything else because they don't have time to overthink things. So it's going to be it's early in the in the pitch clock 
era of baseball. So you might have a situation where it's going to get better. The players are going to understand that it is a little bit better and they are going to figure it all out. It's only a weekend and uh, the pitchers have had, they, they can work a little bit on different things and they're there. They can say, okay, do this, do that. And, and they can control the narrative of the game. Like Scherzer said, because he did control the narrative of that game that night. It was something to watch, man. It was, it was crazy what was going on there. Like when, like I said, he had five strikeouts in two innings. And uh, so that tells you exactly how, how he's worked on his game a little bit. Yes, they're minor league guys and it's, it's a little bit different. So we'll see how once, once spring training rolls around and how it's going that to uh, see how this plays out and how the first month of the season goes, you can, going to see a lot of fan interest i think it's going to pick up a little bit you're not getting less baseball uh, baseball appearance you're getting less dead air it's the same amount of time it's, it's the same amount of outs no matter what that's not changing the, the base thing uh stolen bases are up a little bit i don't know if because stolen base or, or bases are bigger but you, you are getting some more stolen bases and everything else so it is interesting that the maybe the rules are working and it's it's uh it's, it's like i said it's a weekend and you don't know how it's all going to turn out and how it's all going to going to phase out i just hope that there's not a world series a champion decided with one uh, with one out in the uh, or two out in the ninth inning. You expect a big moment, and all of a sudden it's uh, strike three because the guy wasn't in the box quick enough. I think the players would have it figured out by that that moment where they wouldn't be getting a guy calling a guy out then, and and, and they'll get figured to be in the box and say that this was on me. But I, I would I hope the uh, the umpires. Uh, wouldn't call a guy out in that situation, but I guess they would have to because that's the rules. It's going to be a slippery slope come September, October when the playoff races uh, heat up. But by that that point, hopefully the players have it figured out. But players aren't that smart. Anyways, there's my rant for the day. Thank you guys for uh, listening. And, oh yeah, umpires yesterday. Uh, yesterday the uh, it was Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I think it was the umpire. They were supposed to go to the bottom of the night. The game was over, but the players wanted to uh, to play just to play a play out the last half of the game just to just to get their at bats and get some get some pitches. The umpires left the field anyways. Bad luck. Bad luck. I know the game didn't mean anything at that point. The game's over at spring training. Bad luck, umpires. Stay out there for three more outs. What, where, where were you going? You got a game to do today anyways. Bad luck, umpires. Really bad luck on the umpires. I don't know. I, just my thoughts for the day. Anyways, there it is. Uh, anyways, on this day in sports history, uh, in 1969, Mickey Mantle was forced to retire from a series of bad knees and everything else that happened with with, with uh, the, the Mick. He was uh, forced into retirement. Uh, Mick, 18, 18 year career, all with the New York Yankees, hit five, 536 career home runs, 1,509 RBIs for a 298 batting average, three MVPs, and seven time uh, all or seven time World Series champion. I'm struggling a little bit here with this new video thing, but anyways, we'll, we'll keep working through it. Mickey Mantle forced to retire on this day in 1969. And happy birthday. To the man, the myth, the legend, Harry Carey, born on this day in 1914. Hall of Fame broadcaster uh, Harry Carey with Chicago Cubs. Obviously, Carey was uh, the, the the White Sox announcer before before joining the Cubs. He's also credited with uh, singing "Take Me Out the Ball Game" between the, at the seventh inning stretch. He's the guy who brought that along. Uh, as sure as God. God Brings green apples or whatever it was. Harry Carey has a statue outside of Wrigley Field across from a bar called Murphy's, I believe. I've been there a few times. Great spot. It's uh, it's something to, to, to see. But anyways, Harry Carey's credited with saying, as sure as God uh, grew green, green apples or made green apples, we will, uh, the Cubs will win the World Series someday. They ended up winning the World Series in uh, 2016. So, here, congratulations to the Cubs fans and to have Harry Carey. Uh, happy birthday to him. He's one of the great uh, characters of baseball. And uh, he's uh, 
man, what what a character he was. There's no getting around that with old Harry Carey singing. Uh, he was always a few Bud, Budweiser's deep while he was uh, doing a game up and uh, at Wrigley Field. Sometimes he would actually go out into the bleachers when the Cubs were ha- having some really tough seasons. Anyways, tried this thing this morning. Didn't do uh, as good as I could have. Obviously, it didn't work out as well as I had with the video. I got to get some help with this, but we're giving it a shot. We'll try to keep it going here at 14, 20 in the morning. I just need a little bit of help on the uh, the production side of things or just where to hit things and try to read this and that. But no, it went it went okay. We get the gist of it. It'll be up on uh, YouTube later on and, and the likes. Make sure you subscribe on our YouTube channel and then uh, make sure you guys listen to our podcast throughout the day. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, also, uh, right now, I'm going to play a little clip from the uh interview I had with a great guy from Philadelphia today, Steve Reichel. He uh, joined me last week to do our, our join our Major League Baseball tour. Here's Steve and thank you guys for listening. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are, it's who you're with. It Every, is evolved uh, to the point. The fact that we're sitting here talking about Pete Rhodes not being in the Hall of Fame for this is utterly sickening. It's almost as ugly as them sitting there holding these freaking baseball players out for steroids when they were freaking complicit in it. Yeah, the MLB was a hundred percent complicit. Oh, this is what we need to save baseball. Juice it to the gills, guys. Let's go. Yeah. Oh wait, no, they they found out about it. Oh, we have to bury these guys. So guys like like McGuire, like Palmero, like Sosa, like Bonds. You were trying to tell me these guys weren't Hall of Famers before that? Harry Bonds and Roger Clemens mind. are two of the best baseball players of all time. You're out of your mind. It's, it's, it's ridiculous to me. This old, it, this old boys the, club and I old rules the, and everything the, else Right ridiculous. now, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame is the biggest joke in pro sports. 100%. There should be absolutely no one outside of baseball veterans voting for who's supposed to be in or out. The fact that you still have writers involved in that is sickening, disgusting, and it needs to be taken care of. Because writers, you have you have writers, a lot of writers. I'm glad you got you you, you got on that. And we'll end it here. But how are writers? There's something that don't even uh, put a guy on. They 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 submit empty ballots. Then then why have a vote, man? Like why? Like if you're gonna have part empty of your ballot, job. take them all. He he's out. No one should ever. There should never, 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 never be a, a a Hall of Fame class that has less than a handful of people. There's too many guys, past, present. And wet and let's even throw Negro League in there because yeah. that has to be done too, which is done on a regular basis now. Anyways, the fact that you don't have five inductees each year is sickening. Whoever's not voting, not putting people on their ballots, get them the frick out. How do players get better? Like this is good. Like how do players end up getting better? If you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer in year in year one when when you're eligible eligible. In. Put in ten. Like just put them put them all. You don't get better over time. In fact, people lose their memories and, and the guys actually get worse. So how how a guy becomes a Hall of Famer in you year 10? Really was- the following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.